Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Honestly Hannah, a new podcast hosted by me, Hannah Coda, where I share all my honest opinions about all things going on in the world. I'm treating this podcast like a diary, and trust me, I have a lot to say. Welcome to episode two. Last week, I premiered my first episode. Thank you all so, so, so much. I received a lot of feedback, a lot of good positive feedback, and then, you know, where I can improve. And I really, really appreciate all that feedback. Um, This week in episode two, I'm going to be concentrating on Valentine's Day since it is coming up at the end of the week. I've noticed that, like, when a holiday comes up, you don't want to talk about that holiday, um, especially like the day after and the next episode that I would be posting is the day after Valentine's Day. And so I just, yeah, it's, it's also not my favorite holiday, so I don't want to talk about it after the fact, right? So this is the Valentine's Day episode. I will be talking about love languages. I know that that phrase kind of just comes up a lot. Love language. I know on Twitter there's always like those tweets like, oh, my love language is ice cream, um, which is not a category. But I am going to break it down for you who, for all of you who don't know what love languages are. Um, And if you want to just learn a little bit more about them, love languages don't have to just relate to your romantic life. It could also be uh, like a friendship. Um, I've even almost used it in the workplace because or like in an organization because I believe it's really, really important um, to know how someone feels appreciated and not just quote unquote loved. Um, But we'll get into that in a little bit um, at the end of the, the episode. The other thing we're going to get into at the end of the episode is the title of this episode, which is um, He Cheated on Me on Valentine's Day. I have a pretty horrific first Valentine's Day um, story. And for those of you who think it is my current significant other, I'm sorry to disappoint you, (laughs) but it is not my current significant other. So if you all know who my partner is, um, it is not this person. It was actually someone that I dated back in high school, and it's a really sticky story, and it's re- I think it's really juicy and dramatic, so we'll get into that in a little bit more. Um, but just to kind of go back a little bit, I did receive some feedback, and one of the big things that people were saying is you should talk a little bit more about yourself, which... I don't know, I don't really know anyone that wants to talk about themselves in this way, but I thought I'd just start off with um, talking about my astrological sign uh, because I love to talk about astrology. I'm not a huge, like, believer. I'm, like, not, like, to the grave, like, this is who you are and this is what you need to align with, but I think I'm pretty into it. I find a lot of commonalities with signs and all of that, like, science or whatever pseudoscience it may be Uh, but I am a Libra I was born on September 25th and some people might think it's like a cusp area between a Virgo and a Libra but I recently just read my birth chart and I feel like I should do like a whole episode on that about reading birth charts and what that what it means like what is your moon what is your sun ascending descending all of that stuff um because i found a website that really like breaks it down um but i did my birth chart and i am a libra through and through meaning that 
my moon, my sun, like everything is in Libra, except for I think one category, which I think is Mercury. It's another sign, but it is all in Libra. So I'm a true, true Libra. What does that mean? Honestly, I can go through a whole list of qualities, but what I interpret it as is just I like peace and balance in the world. I like rules. I like there to be order and structure. I like there to be a right and a wrong. Um, I don't really like a gray area, even though I, me personally, I do believe that there is a gray area sometimes. Um, I like things to be fair and really just, you know, there's an up and a down and a left and a right. That's that's really what I believe a Libra means. My little sign is like a little like balance, like scales thing. And I just, you know, I like to see both sides of the story. I like to come to my own conclusions. Um, negative traits are I'm, I'm very indecisive. I can come off as a little too passionate or too blunt. Um, I am indecisive. I will say that. But I think it also depends on the category um, I just, I like to get all of my information straight. I like to hear everyone out and make my own, um, inferences from there. And yeah, that's just kind of who I am. So that's a little bit more about me just to kind of give the basics. Um, I'm the oldest sibling. I have a little brother and little sister that are not too far, like off in age. Um, I have a mother and a father. My grandparents helped raise me, so I, I was very close to them. However, they did pass away. I grew up in Southern California. Um, I love music. I learned how to play instruments when I was younger. I like to sing. Um, not so much now, but when I was a kid, I was very much into it. Like You could probably find me at any talent show trying to do whatever the heck I was trying to do. Um, honestly, it's a little embarrassing for me now, but <laughs> whatever. It is what it is. Um, I also cheered my whole life. That was my sport. Um, I've mentioned before that I really, really enjoy sports, and I do. I just don't, like, enjoy playing them, I guess. Um, that's why I joined cheer, because it just got me closer to the sport that I was cheering to, and I enjoy, like, the competitiveness, I guess, about it, and, like, I don't know, just, like, the rush that you get like when it's a close game and I don't know I just I, I just enjoy sports so I was a cheerleader I was forced to being being I was forced to be a cheerleader I started cheering when I was like eight or nine um because my brother was playing football at the time and my parents were like I can't watch all of you so you all are going to join either cheer or football and we can all just like be at practice at the same time and my mom and my dad were both involved with, like, the, all the Little League stuff. So we were always just on the field, practicing, playing, whatever it may be. And then in high school, I danced for a little bit. And then I did cheer um, throughout the rest of high school and then choir for a little bit. And then I went off to college. I did go to college for five years. It took me five years to get my degree. So all of you out there that are listening that are still in college and putting pressure on yourself to try to graduate in four years, it's not worth it. Just listen to me right now. It's not worth it. Once you get out into the field, you'll realize, dang, like I had all the time in the world to be in college. So stay in college. <laughs> stay as long as you can. If you want to get your master's, get your master's as long as it makes sense for you and your career. 
Um, and I, again, I stayed for five years. And that last year, I picked up another degree and graduated with those degrees. And in college, I was in a sorority. And I had a very positive and good experience in that sorority, even though I didn't originally think I would, but I did. Um, I was also an RA in college. I was a resident assistant. For those of you who know what that is, I'll probably do a whole episode on that too, with all my experiences from being an RA. Um, Because some crazy stuff went down, I'll tell you that. Uh, But yeah, and I graduated college back in 2018. And then since then, I um, went into into my career. I I previously stated that I work in the entertainment industry and I love it. I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. Um, Except for maybe in like education. I I do like school and I I like to learn. So um, I really did enjoy being in school. So if there was like another field I would go into, it'd probably be to go back to school, get my master's, maybe my doctorate, and then teach either at a university level or the equivalent. Um, But yeah, so that's just kind of me in a nutshell. Uh, I hope you were able to connect maybe in some of those like aspects. If not, totally fine. Just wanted to give you a little bit more of a background. Uh, I do want to get into the news. Oh my goodness, we have so much to talk about. I feel like so much happened last week. And I have a bunch of like TV and movies that I watched. And honestly, so many internet topics. Oh my goodness. So that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the news. Okay, so the news. Um, Obviously, I think we just need to jump into sports, right? The Super Bowl was yesterday. Now, (laughs) if you follow me on Instagram, uh, which I really hope that you guys do, please follow me on Honestly Hannah Podcast on Instagram. I will be making, I think, a Twitter and a TikTok in the future, but I'm still filling some things out. So I think Instagram is my platform right now, so please go ahead and follow me there. But I did post in my stories that I was going to give my full opinion on what happened at the Super Bowl, right? So first off, congratulations to Tom Brady. We have to give it to him. I mean, come on, 10 Super Bowls, seven rings, meaning that he won seven times MVP of the game, you know? We have to give it to him. I mean, I don't think it was a fair game. (laughs) And I think people are gonna come for me, but whatever. There were so many calls. The refs, I don't know, the refs have clearly I thought the refs clearly called that game, but whatever, that's my own opinion. The Bucs won, and they are the Super Bowl 55 champions. So congratulations to them. The second half of the game was so boring and so just ugh. And I guess what started all that off was the halftime performance. Now look, I know I've said that I don't like the weekend. If you don't know what I'm talking about, please, please just go watch... (laughs) Um, my teaser number two um, where I talk about just like different like pop culture topics but I don't like The Weeknd. I don't particularly like his music um, especially because he doesn't write most of it like if you look at his credits um, and his like collaborations to some to most of his songs and his albums it's not all there I'll just say that you can go look it up yourself. Uh, Second I don't know his music just doesn't speak to me I don't particularly love his voice, even though I hate to 
like talk back about like people's voices because I think everybody kind of has their own unique talent um but yeah I'm just not the biggest fan and I try to go in with an open mind also every article that I read said that it was going to be pre-recorded and it wasn't it was live um which is like a whole issue in itself the fact that there were 25,000 people there um which I guess most were vaccinated because they were you know frontline workers and healthcare workers uh but <laughs> there were still 25,000 people there and I thought it was really ironic that everybody kept thanking them which I think is appropriate I think that you should we're in a pandemic um I think that you should however um I do think it was just kind of weird that we were thanking them and yet this is probably going to create a massive outbreak, not only in Tampa, but from wherever the fans came from, you know, it's going to go back to Kansas City or go back to wherever, you know, those people who attended live. So anyways, so The Weeknd performed, he performed all of his number one hits. The problem with it is that I couldn't understand him and it's because of the audio, right, that we were taking in on the TV side, right? And the reason why the audio was so messed up is because there were so many other audio factors in the performance, like all of the fireworks, like all of the movement, all of that stuff took into effect. And so they had to like the way that they did the sound and the sound mixing, it sounded like we couldn't hear him, but I'm sure he was probably screaming at the top of his lungs um, and still trying to stay in pitch and still trying to give a good performance so I actually do kind of feel bad for the guy but I mean it is what it is I couldn't understand him I couldn't really um make out like what was the feel what was happening I think it was cool starting on like one side of the end zone I think that was different but I think they did that because of COVID but obviously Ariana didn't show up no one showed up there were no guests and that hasn't happened in a really long time where there would there was no guests whatsoever and I feel like I don't know I'm sure people are going to be like well it was COVID you know it's COVID nobody can be there I'm like okay well there was easily over 20 or sorry 20 there was easily over 200 people on that field towards the end of his performance so you can't tell me <laughs> it was COVID that nobody like that he didn't have a guest like that doesn't make any sense so basically every article that I wrote that I read about this halftime performance didn't happen um it wasn't pre-recorded Ariana didn't show up no guest showed up that I saw that was apparently scheduled to perform so I don't know if something happened like at the last second or I don't know he just thought that he didn't need guests which is okay whatever but then you got to bring the the entertainment you know Usually, they pick artists, I mean, look at the, the track record, right? So, we had J-Lo, um, Shakira, before that, Bruno, Beyonce, like, even, like, Prince, Madonna, Janet Jackson, like, all of these people, like, even Maroon 5, which I thought was also boring a couple years back, you have to entertain, and I get it, like, there's a lot of visual aspects to it, which is cool. However, I still think you as a performer need to either dance, play an instrument, I don't know, like, it just wasn't, it wasn't enough for me, and I know people are going to be like, no, like, don't come for Abel, like, don't come for him, and he was great, and he did the best that he could. No, I do, I do think he did the best that he could, 
I just don't think it's what the Super Bowl should be about, you know? Like, we've had these amazing, amazing performances in the past. You can go watch them on YouTube. I do it all the time, actually, because I thoroughly enjoy Super Bowl performances because it's a huge production, and it takes them months to, like, work out, and I, and I'm, I'm, I feel bad that I'm bashing this because I'm sure it took him a while, especially with COVID and to figure everything out, but it just wasn't up to par, and then I saw some people on Twitter arguing, like, well, you just need to appreciate his music, like, you, and, like, yeah, like, if you're a fan of him, you like his music, you can appreciate his music, but look at where he's performing. This is pure entertainment, like, you watch this, the Super Bowl, the game itself for entertainment, right? Like, you're not listening, you're not going to watch this performance purely to just see someone sing for 15 minutes, you know? So I just feel like the entertainment aspect of the performance is what dropped the ball for me. I don't really blame him on, like, the vocal and audio thing because he was trying to bring something else to it, but I think what was missing for me was, yeah, like, the entertainment part of it. That being said, you know, I feel really bad for the Chiefs, but also not really because they won last year, but I was just sad that the second half of the game was dumb. The commercials, I feel like, also weren't up to par this year. There were a couple funny ones, like the one with Dan Levy and then um, Ashton Kircher and Mila Kunis with the, like, it wasn't me. Um, Also, the one with, like, Edward Scissorhands, like, Winona, I can't believe she did that. I can't believe she, like, agreed to that, but whatever. I loved it. So the I feel like the commercials were all right. Oh, yeah, and obviously the one with Drake and State Farm. That was pretty cool. Um, but I feel like we've had funnier ones in years past. That's all really gonna, I'm going to say about the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, I just wasn't entertained after that halftime performance, with the halftime performance, and then also with the second half of the game. I honestly took a nap. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, during the second half because I was so bored and I fell asleep. Uh, Going on to other things that happened in the sports world, the beginning of last week, uh, LeBron got rushed, quote-unquote, on the court. Honestly, I watched the interviews with LeBron and then the 25-year-old, like, Karen, they were calling her. As someone who has been to a lot of basketball games, Um, this kind of stuff happens all the time, like all the time with players and people who are sitting courtside, right? Um, however, I do think that the decision to eject the man and the woman who were cussing out LeBron or whatever, um, I do think it was the right decision to eject them because we are in different times. We are in COVID times where you cannot get next to LeBron James right now. I don't even know how they allowed people to sit courtside. I don't understand. Maybe they're going to take away those tickets now because it's unsafe, not only for like the players, but also for the people that had to eject them. Like, can we think about that? Like, I'm sure that they didn't want to go willingly. Someone probably had to either physically touch them or get very close to them to let them know that they need to leave the building. So, like, guys, like, we got to think about bigger than, like, what the situation was, right? Like, she was super upset because she was forced out all because, in her defense, she was like, he cussed at me back and my husband and I was just defending my husband. Yeah, well, we're in COVID and... (laughs) You can't get close to LeBron James. I'm sorry, you can't. So that's my little two seconds on that because, ugh, whatever. I thought that they made the right decision to eject her. Um, Brett Favre made some comments about Deshaun Watson 
earlier this week and honestly like can we just talk about Deshaun Watson I hope that he goes to a team that he's happy with preferably I hope he comes to my team and I guess this is a good time to mention it because I'm not going to be talking about football anymore I hope he comes to the Minnesota Vikings I hope the 49ers take Kirk Cousins away I don't like Kirk Cousins I'm not a fan of Kirk Cousins I hope they take him I hope the 49ers take him and I hope we get him that would be a miracle right but I heard he's he might be going to Miami and like other places so honestly Brett Favre you need to just sit down <laughs> we don't need your two cents and it is a different time you know you played in a different time where you didn't get paid as much as these players are and it's just because of a multiple a multitude of reasons right I don't know I just think we need to stop giving him his two seconds just in my opinion uh, just to talk about baseball real quick, because um, baseball is coming up, I believe, in March, if I'm not mistaken. And the Dodgers picked up Trevor Bauer. Um, I am a Dodgers fan. I do live in Southern California. I do like baseball. Not the biggest baseball fan, but I do understand the rules of baseball. I will watch baseball. I will go to baseball games. And this is a very, very good thing for the Dodgers. So I am excited. This is just one step closer to getting another World Series title. And, you know, with Kike and I believe we let go another player this week as well. But, I mean, this is what it is. You become the World Series champion and it's time to just make some changes so that you have the ultimate, like, perfect team. I think this was a good move and I'm happy for the Dodgers. Going on to TV um, and movies, really. Uh, the Golden Globes nominees were released this past week. For those of you who don't know what the Glo- Golden Globes are, because I feel like we always just reference these like award shows and no one really knows. I mean, not that no one really knows, but I feel like I need to just break it down real quick. So like the Oscars, purely movies, whatever it has to do with movies, costume, design, music, acting, directing, screenplay, like all of that stuff. The Oscars is movies. The Golden Globes is TV and movies, so it's both of them combined, and I believe they split it up into a multitude of categories, like uh, comedy, drama, limited series, and they each had, like, there's a a million different categories, right? Caused a lot of controversy. I saw a lot of things about Emily in Paris, um, which I did watch, and I loved. I loved Emily in Paris. Do I think it should have gotten a golden globe nominee no for me that was like a guilty pleasure show and honestly i've been to paris a couple times and i was emily in paris like literally like that was my experience being in paris um so it resonated with me however do i no it did i don't think it deserved golden globe nominations love you lily collins but no no (laughs) um but some big ones in there were like the crown um And then The Undoing, oh my goodness, on HBO. If you have not seen The Undoing, you need to see The Undoing. Please, please, please go watch it. It's so good. Um, And I'm going to watch most of those nominees, or most of the nominees that are for the Golden Globes, whether it be movies or TV shows. Um, I really want to watch them this year. Something I forgot to mention last year, or sorry, not last year, last episode is that the Grammys were actually supposed to happen last Sunday on January 31st. However, they were rescheduled, I believe, until March because of COVID. Like, COVID was running rampant in LA. Um, So they they rescheduled it for March. And I also want to 
go over the Grammy nominations as well in another episode or might do it on Instagram like as like a little Instagram series just going over nominees and who I think will win and honestly new music that you guys need to listen to um, as well as new TV shows and movies um, that you guys should watch. So let me know if you want me to do like a little segment with that. But I do plan on watching all of the nominees uh, for the Golden Globes. Something that I watched this week, I watched some specials on QAnon and um, this, a series called What Divides Us on CNN. Watched it on demand. It was really good, you guys. So if you want to know what QAnon is, not even going to get into that category right now. But if you wanted to know a little bit of backstory and where we are now, I suggest watching this little documentary that is on CNN. It's about an hour long. And then What Divides Us on CNN um, is about an hour long as well. Highly suggest watching that. Bretman Rock's new TV show is dropping today on MTV. So excited. On February 8th, today, Monday, um, it is there. He's dropping his first episode. I believe you can watch it on YouTube. So excited. For those of you who don't know who Bretman Rock is, which I don't know how you don't know who Bretman Rock is, he is an influencer, a social media star, but he started off kind of like in the comedic like realm and then went into like makeup and he is part of the beauty community, but also he just is like super funny. I love him. I follow him on everything and he has a new reality TV show on MTV that I will be watching. Um, I also, and here we go, uh, here are the two major things that I really wanted to talk about in TV. I saw WandaVision, and I'm up to speed, I'm, I'm up to episode 5, and I finished The Mandalorian. I know, I'm late, I'm sorry, but I finished it, and I was crying, and I won't give any spoilers, but if you have not seen The Mandalorian, and you have watched the Star Wars series, and even know just a little bit about Star Wars, I feel like this show will still resonate with you. Oh my gosh, it was so, 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 so good. I loved it. I thought that last episode was so heart-touching, and now I'm like, oh my god, where are they going to go with this? I'm so excited for <laughs> the Mandalorian. Um, which, by the way, if you guys have any theories about what they're going to do for season three, because they're already taping it, they're already, like, in the works for season three, please let me know, because, yeah, I think they're going to twist it somehow, and I think potentially this can give us episode 10, 11, and 12 down the road, if you know what I mean, um, but yeah, Mandalorian, amazing, I had my doubts at first, um, in the second season, Thought it wasn't really going anywhere. I stopped watching it and then I finished it this past weekend and oh gosh, it was just so good. WandaVision. Oh my goodness. If you guys like the Avengers or any of those, honestly, any of those movies, like please watch WandaVision. It's so good. And like, okay, that twist, this is a spoiler alert because I have to talk about it because I want to know what's going to happen next week and I want to talk about this, but Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen episode 5 of WandaVision, like, tune out now. What the heck, Evan Peters? What the heck? I was so confused. I had to call my brother. I was like, wait, he's in the X-Men universe and he's in, like, the MCU? Like, I'm just, like, I know, like, I know, like, they are connected, but, like, why is it Evan Peters and not the other guy, which I'm, like, blanking on his name, but I know he was in Kick-Ass. 
Um, what are they trying to do? They're messing with me. I know that they are, but I started WandaVision this past weekend and then I watched all the episodes so that I'm caught up because of like why it was trending and all that. But I'm just so excited. I'm trying to figure out where they're trying to go with this. I think it's so crazy and I'm so happy that they kind of went in this direction with her. I don't know. I'm just, I'm so excited. What are they going to do? Is he going to like stay now? Quicksilver? (sighs) My gosh, it would be amazing. Ah, I love it. I love, I love it. Um, (laughs) Just so I don't stay in WandaVision for, you know, a long time. I'm going to go ahead and move on. I watched a couple movies. Um this past weekend and this past week. I watched Malcolm and Marie with Zendaya and I couldn't get through it. I'm sorry. I didn't even watch the full thing. What am I saying? I had to stop because I didn't think Zendaya, I don't know. I don't mean to be a hater. I really don't. Um, but Zend- I watched Zendaya in Euphoria, right? I love Euphoria. I am all caught up. Um, you know, I'm waiting for them to release more episodes I think that that part was almost made for her. I love her in Euphoria, but you cannot go from a 16-year-old girl or playing a 16-year-old girl, right, who is like a drug addict or whatever, and then like become a full adult in the next thing I see you in. I don't know. It's just not computing in my brain. Trust me. I know that she, I think she's like 22 or 23. No, she's an adult. I get it. But like my brain is like, she's 16. Why is she with this grown man? And I couldn't get over that. And then also just made me really uncomfortable. I don't know. And I think that was the point of the movie. I think it was supposed to make you uncomfortable, but I don't want to watch things like that. (laughs) The whole movie of just being uncomfortable. If you guys haven't seen it, it's just, it's them fighting the entire time. I don't know. I just don't recommend it. I don't think it was good. I don't think that's something that we want to see in a pandemic right now. Like, that's very real. I saw a tweet that was like, if I wanted to watch two grown people in a relationship fight, like, I would just watch my parents. Like, I would just turn off the TV and listen to my parents. And I feel like that's true. That's not something I want to see on my TV. I don't want to escape to that. I don't know. Watch it if you want, but I, I just don't suggest it. I don't think it's worth your time. I also watched The Dig on Netflix. It's a pretty typical war movie. Nothing, like, crazy, I think, but it was a pretty good movie. If you are, like, just looking kind of for one of those old-time war movies, I would watch it. It's all right. And then just right now, I started watching Framing Britney Spears because everyone is talking about it um, and, like, talking bad about Justin. I haven't finished the episode, Um and I do know a little bit about the backstory with Brittany and how her, her dad basically controls her whole life still as, like, a grown woman. And I know that she doesn't want her dad to, like, control her anymore, her money, what she does, what music she produces or whatever. Um, but I feel like I need to watch all the way through. I'm watching it on Hulu and it's under the New York Times, like, uh, like the, it's it's an episode within, like, the New York Times uh, series that they're doing. So it's episode six, I believe. So it, it, it kind of took me a minute to find it. That's why I'm letting you all know it is on Hulu if you have Hulu. And yeah, let me finish that before I give like my full opinion because I don't know, y'all. I feel like we knew all this stuff and I, I really feel for Britney Spears 
and I, I, that she was. She was completely dragged through the mud in every media outlet for the past 20 years. And yeah, she probably should be able to be able like to, to control her money. She's the one making it. I don't know. Let me finish that. Let me get back to you on that because I, yeah, I just need to gather a full opinion. Going into music, I feel like really the only two things that I'm really interested in right now is Ariana last week released that there were more songs on her album um, that she wanted to release that she potentially is releasing in the future. I don't know. So I'm looking out for that um, because I wasn't a huge fan of this past album and I'm hoping maybe those songs will kind of make it better for me. (laughs) I don't know. And then Cardi B uh, dropped a song with a music video. It's called Up. I don't know, it's a, it feels very Cardi to me. The music video is very, like, sexual. The costumes are kind of weird to me, but if you're going to watch it, just know now. It's just, it's like WAP, but even most, more so because it's just Cardi. Um, it kind of took me by surprise really quick, but more to her. I hope she's getting her money. Uh, going to the internet. Oh my goodness, I feel like so much happened on the internet. Uh, but just to mention a couple things, um, Desi, who is in the beauty guru, like, community on YouTube, she posted something um, that I feel like I need to mention. She's a new mom, and it took her a, a very long time to get pregnant. She had to go through um, in vitro, and she shared her journey with us and, like, created a whole another channel to talk about it. And I guess she's been getting a lot of hate lately because she ended up having a baby back in October, And she's been only posting about her baby and not really a lot about makeup. And people are like, yeah, I want the real Desi back. Like, bring her back. We don't care about your kid anymore. She had posted a tweet that, like, a DM that she got basically saying this. And I just think that's so messed up, you guys. How could she be anything other than herself right now that is the real Desi? Leave her alone. Leave all these, like, new parents alone. Like, if you don't want to watch her on YouTube anymore, then don't. That's all I got to say. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. In this particular situation, like, please, like, she's a new mom. Like, let her be. Like, I'm sure she'll come back to the beauty community, and if she doesn't, then stop watching her. Like, you don't need to send her mean tweets. Um, going on, Chrissy Teigen um, had posted some stuff. I believe the child that she miscarried, they miscarried, um, was supposed to be born this week, so she was just sharing some insightful things um, about what she's going through and how she feels, and that, that was really sad for me, and I hope that she's doing okay, because I think that she is a good person, and I think that, you know, something like that actually happens a lot to women, and she's just one of the first to really come out and talk about it, um, so publicly. So, I hope that there's a light at the end of the tunnel for her. Uh, Tessica Brown. Now, you guys might not know, her by her name, but this is the Gorilla Glue girl. I realize not all of us are on Twitter 24-7, so you might not have heard this story. Jessica Brown, she posted a video because I guess she ran out of hairspray, and she says this in the video. She ran out of hairspray, and so she picked up her Gorilla Glue spray to, like, put her hair in place, and it, like, glued shut. Like, her hair is glued to her scalp now. And she posted a video about it. She's washed her hair, like, tens of times, I think, at this point. It's not budging. And I guess some when she posted this video, some hairstylists and some people 
reached out to her and said, hey, you should try like tea tree oil and like all this stuff. She tried it, still didn't work. So I believe as of Saturday, um, February 6th or maybe the 5th, she actually went and sought out medical treatment to try to figure out how to get this glue off her hair or like what they can do because it's uncomfortable and it's hurting her now. So I hope that um, she's doing okay. There was just a lot of memes and a lot of stuff going on about it. And I feel like I had to mention it because this girl, I feel like, is just everywhere now. Like, people are making jokes about Gorilla Glue, and that's why. <laughs> um, and yeah, there are a couple other things going on in the internet, but really, I just want to get into, like, also politics just really quick. AOC posted the past week about her experience with the Capitol attacks. She got a lot of hate for it because she mentioned that she was a sexual assault survivor, and people thought that she was comparing those traumas, and honestly, like, <laughs> I don't know, I think we should just kind of leave her alone, to be honest, like, she wanted to share her experience, like, she shared it, yeah. <laughs> Other things, uh, Taylor Green, um, if you guys are not familiar, she was um, taken off all of the committees that she served, um, because of her political stances and what she believes just like the off the top of my head she believes that um lasers from a certain group of people uh were fired into the cal into california to start the wildfires she believes that school sh some of the school shootings mass school shootings didn't happen she is a QAnon supporter and yeah they voted for her to be taken off her committees and i hear next week potentially for her to be taken off her position completely. I don't know. <laughs> These people that voted for her, I just hope that they knew that what they were voting for. Um, but yeah, that's, if you didn't know, if you saw Taylor Green, that name, that is what um, they were referring to. Going on to food, which is like the last major update in this new section. I tried Korean corn dogs or hot dogs. Um, it's a new trend. I feel like I saw Trisha Paytas, like, from the YouTube world, Trisha Paytas. She was eating these things, like, years ago, um, but I feel like it kind of just became a thing now. I went to Two Hands Corn Dogs, which was in Northridge, and I tried out, or their location in Northridge, and I tried it out. It was actually really good, you guys. I did not think it was going to be good. I thought it was going to be kind of gross, just, like, the whole concept of it. Um, I posted some pictures on my Instagram, so if you guys want to go and look at what I got, but I got the sweet one, um, which I'm forgetting what it's called, but it's just like sugar and it tastes like a churro. And then I got the one with like potatoes on it. And then I got the one with hot Cheetos on it, which I believe they called the spicy one. Out of all of them, the potato one was my favorite. And I suggest you guys get that one. The one with sugar was pretty good too. Spicy one I could have done without. The hot Cheetos are just not my thing. I should have known because I don't like hot Cheetos in general, so I would pass on that. But if you guys want to go, I went to the location in Northridge. It's right by Cal State Northridge, um, and it's called Two Hands Corn Dog. It was really, really, really good. You can get, like, a combination of just cheese and hot dog or, like, ju or, like just cheese or just hot dog. I got the half and half to just try it. I think you should too, just so you could try them out. I think they were both pretty good. Um, but yeah, I would recommend going to get them and trying it out. Do it as like a little fun day activity. 
um, to get out of your house. Make sure you order it ahead or call ahead because there was like a little bit of a line and it's a small location. Uh, But yeah, that being said, that was the news. I hope you feel a little bit more up to date. I am now going to go into love languages. Okay, so let's talk about love languages. I'm trying to remember right now like when I learned about love languages and I want to say the end of high school because I went on this like senior retreat and I feel like we did a lot of like personality assessments and things like that. But I don't think that was it. I think it might have been like my freshman year of college, maybe in one of my psych classes. Maybe that's what it was, but I can't really remember. But love languages. Before I say anything, I suggest that you go um, to a website. It's called five love languages.com, I believe. I'll link it in the description um, so you guys can go check it out. Go take the online quiz. I believe it's 25 questions. Just answer them honestly, and I think it asks you, like, oh, do you want to take this quiz in, like, to find out your romantic, like, in a romantic relationship, your love language, or just, like, as a single person, do whatever you want. You could do either one. Even if you are in a relationship, you can put that you're single. Either way, you're going to find out (laughs) what your love language is, and usually your love language is um, universal no matter whether it's in a romantic relationship or in just a friendship or any relationship really, right? You have a love language. So there are five love languages. I did a little research going into this. It was uh, theorized by a man named Gary Chapman. Uh, The book that he wrote, which I believe you can find in Target, I saw, I I see it there all the time. Um, I think it's only like 10 or 15 bucks um, at Target. It was released in 1992. In the first year that it came out, it actually didn't do so well. It actually wasn't until uh, 2009 that it made the New York Times bestseller list, and it just started gaining popularity over the years, and people really started resonating with it, um, and so it became popular um, and really kind of just, um, um, you know, a, like like a roadmap for people to, to use and to navigate, right? I think it's really benefited me in my romantic relationship, my personal relationships, like everything. It makes me be more aware of how I can let somebody know that they're they're appreciated. Uh, so like I said, there's five love languages. Go take the quiz to find out what yours is. I'll go ahead and say mine. Now, mind you, you d- the way that it works is everybody has these love languages, right? So there are five, um, but everybody has every single one of these. It's just depending on, or everybody feels, I guess, this type of love. It's just ranking, right? So I feel the most loved this way compared to your number five. Like you still feel loved in that way but it's just this one is higher and this one is more uh, prominent and resonates with me. So the five love love languages are quality time, meaning that you feel the most loved when someone, when you spend quality time with someone and there is a definition for quality time. It's not just like you sitting on the couch with like someone else and just staring at the TV for like five hours or whatever it is. Quality time means that you are, like, actively engaging in conversation. Um, You know, you're there for that person. You potentially missed another event just to come and hang out with them. Um, It's not like, oh, I spent eight hours with you, and you're like, well, yeah, but 
seven of those hours were spent sleeping. That's not quality time. And depending on the person, it kind of means different things to different people. Uh, but yeah, there's quality time. The second one is acts of service, meaning that you feel the most love when someone uh, does something for you. Usually it's like some type of chore or something that that person didn't want to do or that person has anxiety over and you do it for them. For instance, like for me, one of those things is like, oh my goodness, I hate dealing with cars. I know nothing about cars and I hate dealing with them. So if someone comes along that knows about cars and talks to like the pet boys guy about everything that's going on in my car and like it gets it done and like figures it out and then that person brings my car back to me, that's an act of service and you feel the most loved that way. It could be doing the dishes, uh, going grocery shopping for someone, um, just it could be little things all the way up to like a really big thing, right? Uh, the next one would be physical touch, which means that, you know, you feel the most love when someone makes an effort to, to not touch you like, you know, in a weird way, but like touch you in a sentimental way. For instance, you know, maybe you feel the most love when you're out in public and your significant other or your mother or your friend, you know, makes an effort to like grab your hand or like um, you know, connect like arms with or like put your arm over them. Um, you know, a lot of the times like it could be just like a rubbing your head or like rubbing your arm like for comfort. Uh, it could be a hugs. It could be a, a, a big list of things. Um, I don't, my physical touch is not on the high level, so I don't really know what else it would be for physical touch, but th that's a love language. Um, the fourth one would be, um, gift giving, right? So you, or anything to do with gifts, you feel the most love when you, um, are able to give a gift to someone who, um, like really wanted something or you thought about it, it was sentimental and, you know, you were able to give that to someone or receiving gifts as well. Um, it, and it could be anything, like it doesn't even necessarily have to be completely sentimental. It could just be something that you needed at that time or whatever, gift giving. You're like, oh, you thought about me. Here's a gift. That's how they feel the most loved. And finally, we have words of affirmation, meaning that you feel the most loved um, when someone says something to you, right? So if your significant other comes up to you and says, you know what, you're really beautiful, you look very beautiful today, um, you know, we should, we should go for a walk or, or whatever. You looked so good today or you did that task so well um, I'm so proud of you. I love you. Words of encouragement, all of that stuff means more to you than maybe someone, you know, physically doing something for you like an act of service. So those are the five. Just to reiterate, it is quality time, um, acts of service, physical touch, gift giving, and then finally words of affirmation. And the way that the book is like laid out, it does say that you have um, a first love language and then a secondary love language. However, on the website, it's evolved into everybody has these love languages. Everybody has all five. Everybody can feel loved in this way. However, it's again ranked in a different way. So my um, uh, love language is actually quality time. 
I feel the most love when someone goes out of their way to spend time with me and I don't think I can explain how much that means to me. It doesn't necessarily even have to be like hours and days on end. It can just be like, wow, like for instance, if I only have an hour for lunch and my friend only has an hour for lunch, but they're like, you know what? I really want to see you. I really want to talk to you. Like, or like maybe I'm having a bad day and that person uh, goes out of their way to be like, you know what? I only have an hour and I've had a really busy day, but I want to spend my lunch with you. Like, let's go here. Like, and let's, let's spend some time and let's chat. Like that means a lot to me. It means more than you telling me that you love me. (laughs) It means more than, um, you know, you trying to give me a hug. I'm not a hugging person. Physical touch is way low. (laughs) I think it's either my second or last one, um, of how I feel the most loved. Um, but yeah, it's not, I rather you spend time with me and like actually sit down and listen to what I have to say, be concerned. Um, you know, that's how I feel the most loved. And you could say that, or you could see that it works in your romantic relationships, but it also can work in like your family relationships, your um, friendships, you know. I'm sure that you have seen some friendships where they are buying each other like expensive gifts and you're like, wow, I would never buy my friend a diamond ring, Ariana, (laughs) like seven rings. The song is about how she buys six of her friends um, diamond rings because that's what she wants to do for them. And maybe her love language is gift giving. Um, But and that would be an example of it. However, that would be cool. You know, if you want to buy me a diamond ring. However, if you were just like, hey, like, let's just go to the beach and like drink tea like on the sand and like hang out, that would actually mean more to me than a diamond ring. Um, And not everybody is like that. Uh, My second one is acts of service, meaning and honestly, the biggest one for me is when I don't want to do something and that and someone else like offers to do it for me. That is like the best stuff. Like, you know. I wish someone could do my taxes. Like, I I wish every year that I would just pay someone to do my taxes because I hate doing it. And I think I'm getting around to that point, but I have been doing my taxes myself recently. Uh, so, like, that. Like, I wish somebody else could do my taxes. It's one of the things I hate doing. Um, I hate, like I said, I gave the example before, I hate anything to do with cars. I wish someone would just take care of my car for me. It stresses me out. It gives me anxiety. Um, and sometimes, you know, people do. And yeah, those are the two biggest ways that I feel loved. It's funny because I'm thinking about it now, like actions mean more to me than words. Um, like words of affirmation is low, pretty low too. Like, yeah, cool. Like you can say all these things, but really your actions mean more, at least to me. It's not like that with everyone. Um, And I know people that words of affirmation is like their top, top, top one. Like they have a percentage of like over 50%. Like words of affirmation is everything for them, Uh, which is fine. Everyone is different. And I think that these are so important. They're so important in romantic relationships because if you're not jiving and you're not understanding each other, it's most likely because you're not feeling loved or appreciated. So find out what their love language is and do what makes them feel the most loved same thing in friendships maybe you felt like oh like your friendship is not aligning this girl like all she wants to do is like 
uh, use me as a prop or like, you know, like because I have nice things and she never actually wants to spend time with me. She never wants to listen to me. It might be because that's not what her love language is. You know, maybe quality time is like way down on the totem pole for her. Maybe it's more gift giving. And that's just how that person is. Not saying that you have to like stick it out and be friends with someone you don't want to be friends with. I'm just saying we all need a little bit more understanding of each other. And I think this is one of the really good tools um, to do so. So if you take it, I encourage your family members to take it. I encourage your significant others to take it, your friends to take it, your coworkers to take it. I really do think that it helps a lot. Um, and those are the five love languages. I hope that you guys do check out this website and are maybe able, even able to like do it at a Valentine's Day like event or a Valentine's Day event with your significant other and just go over them and really just dig deep and think about what makes you feel the most loved. That being said, I'll for sure tell you what doesn't make me feel the most loved is being cheated on. <laughs> Yay, it's that time in the podcast where I tell my story of the time where I was cheated on and I found out on Valentine's Day. Actually, it was the day before Valentine's Day, but really it kind of exploded on Valentine's Day. Um, so here is that story. Okay, um, so before I start this story time, and again, I'm going over the story time of when I found out that someone I had been dating was cheating on me. I found out the day before Valentine's Day, and then, like, on Valentine's Day, it was this huge, like, <laughs> thing. At least it was in my eyes. Um, before I get into the story, I do want to say it was a very long time ago. At this point, it was, like, eight or nine, almost ten years ago. So, like... <laughs> we were able to resolve a lot of everything that happened even like within the next couple weeks and months after this happened and I believe we're on a good page I am at least I think I am with this person so just to kind of go over I'm a main character so this happened to me um and then there was my significant other at that time which mind you at this time we had been on and off uh, for a really long time, we were on and off like my senior year and I think my junior year as well of high school. Um, this happened back in high school. And um, at this time, I don't think that we were publicly like boyfriend and girlfriend. I don't think we were using those titles, but we were for sure in an entanglement. Um you know, we were seeing each other's families and, you know, whatever. Um, but that person's name we're going to use as John. So John. And then there's another character down the road that I will call Jane. So there's another girl involved in this story, obviously, because he cheated on me. So John cheated on me. So there's another person in this story. But I do want to say, like, going into it, it's okay. Like it was, it was a horrific experience and dramatic experience for me, especially because I would think I was 17 at the time. And, you know, no girl wants to go through that. No one wants to go through that, um, in high school, like a public, like event like this. So to start off the story, uh, just to kind of give you some back, um, some background, like I had mentioned before, I was a cheerleader in high school and I also was in choir. So, at my high school, it was kind of like a traditional, like, public high school. We had, you know, all the traditional, like, football teams, basketball teams, baseball, soccer, like, all of that. And we had, like, traditional, like, things we would do for the holidays. So, 
Valentine's Day was coming up, and like I said, I was in choir, and I was a member of choir that um, we, like, I was chosen to do, like, Valentine's Day grams. For those of you who didn't do that at your high school, at our high school or my high school, what we basically did was, you know, people would donate, we'd set up a little table, like, at lunch, and people would donate, like, three, five dollars, maybe, I think it even went up to ten, and the music program or the choir program, I'm not even sure, I think it might have been with band, no. It, it was some type of music program that we had at my school um, that all of this funding went to those programs at the school. So you would pay for either like a song or like a song in like a flower and then like a song like a teddy bear and you would kind of do it anonymously so that like that person would get, you know, embarrassed <laughs> um, in their classroom or whatever and the choir... Um, if you were chosen, you had to audition and everything, like, depending on the song, um, you know, you had to audition, like, what song you were going to sing. There was all different types of songs, like, like, you know, Frankie Valley, which is, like, Can't Take My Eyes Off of You, all the way up to, like, One Direction, like, What Makes You Beautiful, and you had to audition, um, to see if you were going to get picked for certain songs, and then you were assigned certain songs that you can sing, and based on, like, who picked what song you would go to that classroom for like the whole day on Valentine's Day and you would sing a Valentine's Day gram to someone and give them like a little note or a rose or a teddy bear or whatever it may be and be like here this is from your Valentine and then yeah so it was like a like I said traditional high school I'm not even sure if they still do this or if they still do this at all at anybody's high school, if you've experienced this, but it was a Valentine's Day gram. So I got picked to sing certain songs, and my significant other at that time, John, knew what songs I had gotten picked to sing. So it was the day before Valentine's Day, um, so February 13th, and it was um, after school, and I was in the choir room uh, preparing for the next day so I can like map out what period I was going to go to like what what classroom I would go to for what period who I was going to go to and then I had to like turn in this list to like the teacher so they knew where I was going to be and I was sitting with my friends in like this little circle and we were all making you know our little like teddy bears and roses and just getting everything together and if I remember correctly my friend who was in choir was sitting next to me and she was sorting out her songs, and she got picked to do a song. I, mean, I don't even want to say the song, but she got picked to do a song that she auditioned for, and she noticed that it was from my significant other, John. And John um, <laughs> picked this song, I believe, purposely, because he knew that I was not picked to sing this song so he knew he thought that I wasn't going to see it um but it was to I think someone named like baby or I don't it was like a specific like pet name that I knew that John didn't call me and so I was like wait <laughs> he doesn't call me that I'm like what is huh and then she was like yeah like it's from John like wouldn't it be to you and I was like well, he doesn't call me that, so I don't know. And I was like, can I see it? And it's like, you know, this little note that you fill out of like what period you want everybody, like what what period, who it's to. And, and then I saw like the real name and it was Jane. And 
I had already had my suspicions of maybe something going on, but I didn't really want to confront it. I didn't think it was that serious. This person, Jane, was new to the school, and I thought that maybe Jane was, you know, just a little lonely and wanted to, like, gain friends and, you know, whatever. So I didn't really push the issue. I wasn't too obsessive over it. At least I don't think I was, but I saw this that my significant other, John, was sending a Valentine's Day gram to Jane, who was not me, (laughs) I immediately freaked out. So this person, John, was playing a sport at the time, and the sport was in session. It was that time of year where the sport is in session, and John was at practice when I was in the choir room, and I figured, like, I saw this and figured it out. And so... I, something just came over me. I was furious. I was like raging. And where my school was, the choir room was like on the third floor and like where John was practicing, it was like on the first floor. So I ran from the choir room all the way down to John's practice area. And I, it was like the end of practice, but I pulled John out of practice and was like, what is this? And I believe I either had the paper or like, obviously, John knew that I was referencing like to it. And you could tell John was like, oh, crap. (laughs) Like, I knew John so well at this time. I knew his facial expressions. Like, I would, you know, we had been dating on and off. And so, like, I knew this person very well. I knew John very, very well. And I saw his facial expression when I first, like, confronted him with it. And he was kind of like, oh, yeah, like, not a big deal. Like, you know, whatever. Like, let it be. And I was like, uh, no. (laughs) Why are you sending Jane a Valentine's Day gram? I don't even see one for me. Like, I thought that we were okay. Like, I thought, you know, whatever. And John basically just blows me off and is like, nothing's going on. Nothing's happening you know, I, I sent it to Jane and like, that's it. And I, I was just at this point, I'm shaking and I just, I start bursting into tears and I'm like, you know what? Like, whatever this is, I hope you and Jane, like, are fine by yourselves. And again, we were off and on, we were really rocky. We weren't really like official, official at this point. So I'm like, you know what, whatever, we're done. Like, I just, I can't do this. Like, how dare you? send this Valentine's Day gram to Jane knowing that I'm going to be doing Valentine's Day grams and you purposely picked a song that I wasn't going to sing and you knew I wasn't going to sing that song and I knew you knew I wasn't picked to sing that song so you thought you were being a little shady thinking that I wasn't ever going to see it but I did and so my goodness okay so then later on in the night John has this game and mind you I'm a cheerleader so I'm cheering at this game and I am just crying my eyes out still to my best friends that are also on the cheer team they we were all kind of friends at that time we we all were friends with John all my friends were friends with John John's friends were friends with my friends and we were all really close and so you know we were all feeling a little bitter and some type of way about this situation so you know during the game you know we might have not cheered for John because John was treating me very badly and Jane was also at the game but Jane was just there I believe like as a spectator like as a guest and Jane was in the stands and I was talking to my friends during the game and 
I was like, should I ask Jane, like, if something's going on? Like, I don't know what to do. And my friends were like, yeah, just ask her. Like, who cares? Like, and I wasn't really close to Jane. Like, I didn't really know a lot about her. I knew that she was new to the school. I think she just came our senior year. And I was like, okay, so the game is over. I honestly don't even remember if we won or lost. Um, but I just know I was really upset during the whole game. Um, and John knew. The whole team knew that I was upset and everybody knew why. Because, um, you know, word travels fast. And at the end of the game, I go up to Jane. And here's where I want everybody's opinion. Because this is the part I'm still a little salty about. Um, Jane <laughs> is, like, walking around, you know... Uh, the place where this person is playing the sport and I go up to her and I just confront her and I'm like is there anything going on with you and John I would like to know because as you may know me and John have been on and off and we are you know very close I go to his house like I hang out with his family like he hangs out with my family we have been a thing in the past um, is there anything going on between you guys? There obviously is still something going on between me and John. And she looked at me straight in the eye and said, no, there's nothing going on. And, you know, he's just my friend and I don't have a lot of friends here. And he is, he's just being really nice to me. And, he, you know, he's, he's showing me around and I'm like, okay, mind you, she doesn't know anything about the Valentine's Day gram. She doesn't know anything. Okay. And so I'm like, okay girl code, right? Like, girl code, like, you would tell me, you would tell me if something was going on, and she's like, yeah, Hannah, like, no, like, e no, there's, there's, there's nothing going on. Okay, not even, like, two minutes later, I see John and Jane <laughs> walking to the parking lot together, they get in the same car, they're there for a while, and I'm like, okay, and at this point, I'm ready to fight someone. I'm like, okay, cool, yeah, there's definitely something going on. And they both just lied to my face. <laughs> so at this point, I am like ready to fight them. And my friends are there and I have my cheer bag and I'm in my cheer uniform. And all of a sudden, my dad is at the game. He's there to pick me up. Again, I was in high school and he just grabs my cheer bag and is like, you're not going to fight anyone. We're leaving. We're going home. You're not going to do this right now. And I was like, OK, whatever. So I went home, cried myself to sleep and then the next day is Valentine's Day and the Valentine's Day gram goes to Jane. And then at lunch, I see them holding hands and Jane's class is right next to my class. Like our next period is right next to each other. John walks Jane to class and then kisses her right in front of me, right in front of my class. And everyone knows exactly how I'm feeling because it's written all over my face and I'm like crying in my class and my teacher who I had like taken multiple classes with she was like do you need a minute and I'm like yeah I need a minute and yeah he was cheating on me John was cheating on me he was doing stuff with some other girl I don't still to this day I don't know what they were doing or you know whatever but they obviously had the balls to kiss each other the next day after they both just told me <laughs> that there was nothing going on and to be honest I didn't really get closure for a really long time it, I kind of just left it at that um she and her best friend Jane and her best friend had tried to 
come up to me a couple times afterwards, like within that week and to try to apologize. And I just wasn't here for it. I'm like, I asked you like girl code, like you could have just told me to my face. Like I went and asked John and he's not really giving me a straight answer. I was just hoping like as a girl, you would give me a straight answer, you know, like if it, it is what it is, you know, but no. And I know she felt guilty for it later and I just don't care. <laughs> I don't care. You lied to me. I gave you the opportunity to tell the truth and you lied straight to my face. So Jane, if you are watching this, I know we never got any closure, but I just don't care. Sorry. <laughs> you lied to my face and I don't know, maybe 10 years later or whatever, but it's just, you're not a good person. Sorry. And I was really understanding. I was really understanding back then. I was very like vulnerable and very accepting and understanding, which I still am today. But like even back then I was really understanding. Sorry. I hope you learned from it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then later on the line, I cried for weeks, guys. I cried for weeks um, because we, again, we had been on and off for at least like a year, I think. And, you know, we had shared some special times with each other, some special moments. And I was going through a really hard time, like in my family at that time. And he had known and everything. And yeah, I felt really portrayed. He ended up taking Jane to prom that year. And because of that, all of my friends rallied together with me and we all just went to prom as friends because I was so upset. And literally my whole friend group, girls and guys, um, we all went to prom together just as friends because it was just annoying. And then eventually there was like some apologies down the road, some understanding. Um, and we kind of just like went our separate ways. And I don't really talk to John to this day. I mean, I don't really talk to a lot of people from high school. But, yeah, it was really shady. And in high school, like, imagine this happening in high school. I was so dramatic. I'm dramatic now. I was super dramatic back then. Um, but, yeah, that was the time that I found out that my significant other was cheating on me on Valentine's Day. Anyways, y'all, I hope that you loved this episode. If you did, please make sure to like, comment, and share. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please make sure to leave a review. If you have anything that you want me to talk about in the future, please let me know in the comments. Other than that, this was Honestly Hannah.